Jesus tells Pilate that he has come to testify to the truth, to which Pilate responds, What is truth? In other words, Pilate does not care. Pilate is interested in the politics of the situation, of keeping political peace, of making sure there is not a riot in Jerusalem during the Passover feast. It seems appropriate that Pilate would only release Jesus to be crucified after the Jewish leaders proclaim that there is no king but Caesar. If only Pilate had cared. If only Pilate had realized who was standing in front of him and what was at stake. Jesus was ready to offer Pilate the truth, the truth of the gospel, the truth that saves. All Pilate had to do was to keep asking questions, to follow his conscience, to refuse to condemn an innocent man. But alas, Pilate's eyes were too blinded by the concerns of this world, and so he played his part in the murder of our God and Savior. This is the problem with the saving truth of the gospel. While it is offered to everyone, it cannot be seen with the eyes of the world, but only with the eyes of faith. We have to choose whether we are going to allow God to upend our world with his saving truth, or whether we are going to ignore it because it is inconvenient. Look at Pilate. The truth continues to pull at his heart. Now, when Pilate heard this statement, he became even more afraid and went back into the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? Pilate knows that something is wrong. Pilate feels that there is a deeper truth to be found, but when he tries to uncover that truth, he finds it inconvenient and turns away. Look at the band of soldiers and guards from the chief priests and the Pharisees. When they ask for Jesus, Jesus responds with, I am which is the divine name of God given in Exodus. When Jesus identifies himself with this name, the truth of this revelation is so deep and so profound that the entire group turned away and fell to the ground. They felt the saving truth being revealed to them, but then they chose to ignore it. When Jesus once again reveals himself as I am, they refuse to be affected by it this time, because they want to believe that Jesus is a criminal deserving death. It is easier to believe that Jesus is a criminal than to admit the truth that he is God. Look at Jesus' trial before the chief priests. He says he has been teaching publicly, so why do they ask him and not the people who heard him? He challenges the guards to identify where he has spoken incorrectly. And yet, they strike him anyway. Jesus is calling these men to acknowledge the truth, to live in the light. And yet, it is easier for them to ignore Jesus, to believe that Jesus is a blasphemer, 
to eradicate Jesus by killing him. These men have chosen to remain in the darkness. The truth is challenging. It is difficult. It causes us to want to run away. And nowhere is this more obvious or more poignant than with the cross. On Good Friday, we adore the cross, usually by embracing and kissing it, though this year only visually. Do we understand what we are doing? Do we realize how backwards and horrible this is? It is like embracing a noose or an electric chair, but worse. The cross is an instrument of torture, used not only to kill the worst criminals of the Roman Empire, but to torture them publicly and painfully in the process. On the cross, the chest cavity was under enormous pressure, so it was necessary to lift one's body up to breathe. Up and down, up and down, with one's whipped back against the coarse wood, until the body was so exhausted that it could not lift itself any longer, and it ceased to breathe. And yet, in an incredible act of irony, we embrace one of the cruelest tortures devised by humankind, because the truth is so much greater. The truth is that the cross is an instrument of our salvation. The truth of the cross is that God has redeemed it. God has used it to save us from the power of sin and death. The truth of the cross is that God can take even the worst evils and transform them into the greatest goods. The truth of the cross is that because he himself suffered, Jesus has made our suffering salvific. The truth of the cross is that we no longer have to fear it, because every cross, every trauma, every persecution or sickness or abandonment or betrayal or whatever other instance of evil in our lives, every one of these things is transformed by God. Every one of these things God uses to make us holy and to bring us nearer to him. But we have to choose this truth that is calling out to us. We have to fight the impulse to ignore it and instead allow it to transform our lives. And so, Christians, let us not run from our crosses. Let us instead embrace them. Let us see with the eyes of faith that Jesus was not a criminal, but a savior. That his death was not a defeat, but a victory. That his blood was not a loss of life, but a gift of grace. That his cross was not a torture, but salvation for the whole world. And that our crosses, as heavy as they may seem, unite us to Jesus unite us to the saving truth, and that in truth it is the burdens that we bear and the sufferings that we endure through, with, and in Jesus that will set us free. Let us embrace his cross and ours as well.